What up, folks? What it do? Welcome to the, another episode of the best advice ever podcast with your boy, Mike Goodwin. Yeah, the bowtie comedian. I must say this. And I know that we live in a time where people are like, don't say that. That's not right. You're being mean. I understand that. I understand the times that we live in, but I must say that um, I and we collectively are living amongst some wackadoodles out here. Like, what? <laughs> what? Is, what is wrong with people? And 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 that may be a clinical answer that made the answer to that question may be a chemical imbalance that that's perfectly reasonable some of y'all just crazy man i just something 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 just ain't right uh that is from the prophet key sweat so and y'all like probably like Mike, why? What is what has done this? Why are you saying these things? Well, I saw something on the internet on Beyonce's interwebs, right? It was on Twitter. It was a meme. It's basically the person is asking, "Do you do sock sock shoe shoe?" Or do you do sock shoe, sock shoe? And the person under it says, what type, what kind of psychopath does sock shoe, sock shoe? And I agree. I didn't even know sock shoe was an option. And I ask you, listener, audience, listening audience, what are you out here doing in the morning? When you're preparing for work or you get ready to go to the gym, are you out here sock shoeing it up? Huh? Are you out here with a whole naked and clothed foot? Huh? You got one foot fully clothed and the other foot naked as a jaybird. And I am disturbed by this. If this is. The type of behavior that's happening in my listening audience. If you are out here as a shoe, as a sock shoe person, please identify yourself. Please give me some information to inform me why. Who taught you to have one foot just bucket naked? Just. Strip a foot sitting out here while you got the other foot tied up, secured, locked, loaded. <laughs> what is some jump off? You got to go. You got to jump up. You can't jump up with one naked foot. At least when you go sock, sock, you got two socks on your feet. I didn't even. Who? 
I, I mean, I'm telling you, I am why. I'm literally, when I read it, I was like, no, man. This cannot be. <laughs> what you're not going to do is get dressed and fully clothe one foot and neglect the other. I just don't. I, I'm classic sock sock. Now, question mark. You go left to right. That's the question mark. You go left, right. I thought about that this morning when I put on my sock. I typically go left, right. I know that might not be popular. Because y'all out here right, left. I know it. I just know I go left, right. Because I just think everybody else going right, left. <laughs> and I know I go left, right. Because... The socks that I wear, like the athletic socks in particular, have an L and an R on my sock. So I intentionally go left, right. I'm out here left, righting it up. But I'm sock, sock. I'm not sock, shoe. So I ask you, what are you out here doing? You right, left? You right, right? Left, left? <laughs> left, left, right, right? Crazy, out of control. If you're legitimately getting dressed and one foot is ready for action and the other foot has just got up out the bed. I, I saw maybe right about that, man. I'm all about equal opportunity. I'm about <laughs> equity. Left foot, right foot. Like I think it's like a little dance. Left foot, right foot, right foot, left foot, whatever. Gotta go sock sock. But hey man, this is a miracle. It's a miracle. The land of the free. Hopefully not the home of the sock shoe foot. <laughs> sock shoe. Sock shoe. Something's wrong with you. Shock. Sock shoe. Sock shoe. Something's wrong with you. Hey man. That's what I'm seeing out here in these streets. Another thing I've realized, and it's, are do you feel bad about things that you probably should not feel bad about? I do that. I feel bad about things that I probably would be better served thinking about something else. One of those things is the grocery store, right? So I have, in our house, my wife does the majority of the grocery shopping like when she for, for the stuff that needs our household run. She is the one. I don't even think we did the dual situation. I, I don't think I ever was a part of groceries outside of bringing them into the house. That was my contribution, the physical labor. Um, and probably for some moment of time, the financial ability to get groceries was weighed heavily. Because, you know, we got married. My wife still was in graduate school. So, yeah, for that, there, was, there was a moment in time where all the load was, was me. But then, you know, that's not the case nowadays. So I never was on board, not on board. I just never, you know, when we started looking at, hey, how are we going to do 
our future, I think she got groceries by default. Just like I probably got making sure the the yard gets taken care of by default. Like we just went on some classic, uh, uh, traditional, patriotical, patriotical. I don't know if that's the word. Patriotic, patri, patriotal, patatorial. I know that's not a word. But we went through the traditional gender roles. Which is how we grow. That's that's, that's good. That, that's how it, that serves us well. However, more recently, because I found myself in the big boy camp, I see I, I was very clear about <laughs> how I uh, worded that. I found myself on culinary probation. I've been cooking. Every day, I, I know I, I fix breakfast at least for myself. On average, I'm, I'm gonna every day I'm gonna cook the breakfast for myself, and then I, I may make an evening smoothie. That's that's something. I, but I I do procure the items for my for my meals, and I'm making more trips to the grocery store because I, I I'm more of when I go to the grocery store, it's more spot duty. You know, it's one for a long time. It was the, hey, can you pick up a bag of rice? I got got a lot of those email ambushes. I'm along with my life, and you email, hey, are you close to a store? No, man, I'm pulling into the garage. No, but yeah, I I can go. So that was my primary duty. Or if there was something I particularly wanted, I had to fund my own vices. We weren't going to put that in the budget. Oatmeal Debbie pies didn't last in the budget very long. It it made a, there was, yeah, there was a moment I can remember the early days. My my side piece, little Debbie, snack cakes, of course, would be a part of the budget. But then that that didn't last tremendously long. So we started to eliminate certain things from the grocery list, the budget. But then I would go and make my maverick trips to to the grocery store and get whatever delicacies that I enjoy. However, now I'm going quite frequently. I'm, I'm, in, I'm probably at the grocery store at a minimum twice a week. I won't say once, but I, it's probably twice a week I'm at the grocery store. Sweet potatoes, instant grits, eggs, yogurt, graham crackers. That's what I'm doing right here. This is what's happening in my life that that's the rhythm i could tell you every meal i could tell you the ounces of what i'm partaking in but what has what has made me feel a little bit disoriented is that they keep shifting up the grocery aisles now you must understand my f- my first official job, I, I've had many jobs. My first 
government tax collecting job was at a grocery store. And I did have thoughts of possibly becoming a store manager, working my way up the grocery store food chain. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> grocery store food. All right. I envisioned, yeah, you know, I had thoughts about that. And I took much pride in the work that I did. Like, the only challenge that I had in my job was I, I wasn't a smiler. I didn't smile naturally. I had to work on it. But in terms of collecting the baskets out of the parking lot, you had to tell me that. Filling the extra bags when there were low times. You had to tell me that. Going and blocking out the items on the floor. You didn't have to tell me that. Going and going back to the produce and pulling out various vegetables and fruits. See, I didn't say fruits and vegetables. Vegetables and fruits. I do that type of stuff. I'm a maverick. A rebel. Left, right, baby. But I knew the things to do that one would deem to be, hey, he's doing a good job. He's a good employee. When he's here, things run smoothly. He's very productive. I, that's, that's what I brought to the game. Matter of fact, I was talking to a friend of mine from Texas. We both worked in the grocery store, but he called himself something different than what I called myself. When we... When I worked at the grocery store, we would call courtesy clerks. And if you wanted to use the street terminology, it was bag boy. Yeah. Courtesy clerk, bag boy. And I could work the register too. But primarily, I was on the schedule for bagging. But then I, they, put, they put me on that register too. Now, I get up on that register because I'm a great employee, right? But my buddy from Texas said that his job, he was a sacker. A what? He said he was a sacker. Now, I in, in, instantaneously knew sacking groceries. However, in South Carolina, we don't say we're sacking groceries. We're bagging groceries. Hence, bag boy. But apparently in Texas, they are out there sacking groceries. They're putting groceries in a sack. And if you out here in the streets sacking groceries, I guess they calling you a sacker. Now, my first thought about a sacker would be someone that plays on the defensive line of a football team. He's a great sacker. He gets to the quarterback and sacks the quarterback. I don't know why calling a quarterback tackle a sack. We need to find that out. I had that up for another episode. Well, in saying all of that, I was the type of employee. If a person came in and said, my man, what aisle is the aluminum foil on? Guess who knew? What aisle the aluminum foil was on. Mike Goodwin did. <laughs> yes, sir. My man. Where is the dog food? Oh, yeah, that's that's aisle number 14. I mean, I, I damn, you 
You couldn't get me. Hey, uh, where's the vinegar? Oh, yeah, that's that's aisle number four. Bacon soda. Oh, yeah, that's over there on four, too. Not today. I, I don't. <laughs> I go in the grocery store. It sort of feels like Lowe's to me. I suck at Lowe's. Look. Hey, if Lowe's was a team, I would be on the bench. Or I might get cut. I I'm in I'm in Lowe's wandering around like I've lost my parents. Like I don't know where I'm supposed to be. I, and I go on the Lowe's to get like regular things. I go to get light bulbs. I'm like, I probably should just go to the grocery store and get light bulbs. I go to Lowe's. I'm looking for a ladder. Why does it take me so long to find a ladder, bro? Like, there's no ladder out. Like, Lowe's, I'm telling you, Lowe's, I get little. I, I understand the young people. They talk about anxiety and all that. Lowe's. I'm 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 handy-ish. <laughs> I was a little offended recently. My niece was putting up a security system or a doorbell camera. And she asked my wife, hey, can you have Uncle Mike come by and, and put this some holes in the wire? And she said, oh, yeah, you might want. You might want to call somebody for that. What? Excuse me? Yeah, yeah, Mike, Mike probably would hire somebody to, to do that. Man, no, I would. I, so I probably would. But to hear it that way sounds like a challenge. Don't be, hey, man, I'm, I'm from Camden. I'm a country boy, man. Don't, don't be not asking me to drill some holes in the wall. That's what you're not going to do. So I do feel a way when I'm in the grocery store and I don't. I don't know, man. I where the stuff was now, other stuff is, and I don't. I mean, I like. I used to just have to have like a a, a grocery store GPS, a G GPS, a GSP GS GPS. Not anymore. My my joint it does not load. I don't know if you ever tried to pull up your your GPS in a place where the sales service was trash. And it just not participate. That's how I feel off in the grocery store. Well, now it's time for the part of the podcast that we all have been waiting for. The best advice ever. Very simply, something I feel very strongly about in my bones. And the best advice ever for this episode is simply don't be a trash friend. Yeah. Don't be a trash friend. I was going to say garbage, but trash. There's a dude on, uh, <laughs> there's a dude on Instagram. I mean, he's probably on social media on Instagram. He's probably on all the platforms. And I, I don't I don't remember his name is something, but he's a big Lakers fan and he's a comedian, I think. And every time he talks about the team not performing well, 
he says that they're trash. I mean, the way he says, the way he says trash, I mean, he cracks me all the way up. Trash. Trash. AD, you're trash. D-Lo, trash. Cracks me up. But my advice, best advice ever for this episode is don't be a trash friend. Now, I must acknowledge the older we get, the more difficult it is to navigate friendship. Friendship becomes more challenging. The older you get for a few reasons. When you were young, especially school age, the majority of the day you were with your friends. Like you went to school for seven hours or how I mean, I don't know how long we were at school, but those that amount of time you had access for the most part to your friend. And there were blocks of times where you and your friend can get together this before school, lunch, after school, maybe you had a class together, maybe walking to and from classes, get to hang out with your friend, your clique, your crew, your squad, your friends. What about your friends? Right? Then you go to college. Well, I didn't go to college initially. I went to the Army. That's where friendship became a bag of... <laughs> a bag of boo-boo. Like, it was... It was hard to get friends, especially for me. Very difficult for me to make friends in the Army. Number one was I had a girlfriend when I finally, so I spent a year in Korea. So you spend some time out there, but then a year later you're gone. So you, the friends that you had there, they may go to other duty stations. And what was pretty, pretty uh, helpful, beneficial to me, my year I spent in Korea I had a friend that I went to high school with who also was in the military that also was stationed in Korea. Now, we didn't hang out tremendous amounts of time, but we, we got to hang out together in Korea, <laughs> all places. So that was that was helpful. I already had a friend there. There was a friend that was there, so we didn't have to create a friendship. So I spent a year in Korea. Yeah, that's a wonky, wacky kind of time because you, you create some friendships, but then you're scattered off. So then when I once I got to my uh, duty station, my permanent duty station, I had a girlfriend back in South Carolina. So I spent the majority of my weekends for a, for a minute, for at least, let's say a year, year and some change, going back. To be my girlfriend. So I'm working with these guys through the week. On the weekends, I'm out. And it was difficult for me with these guys that were in my barracks, the guys I was living with. Like, I legitimately had aspirations of the next thing. Like, I was in the military thinking about college. Some of these guys were not thinking about college. Some of these guys were going to reenlist. Some of these guys were escaping families. So we would have the guys that lived in the barracks were typically single guys, but you would have married guys that would be in the barracks 
like single guys. Now, I can't be friends with a married guy that's in the single guy situation. That's You got a whole wife and kids that you should be over there with them than here. So I'm like, I, we probably not going to be the best of friends. Then the other thing that really made it restrictive for me and the crew that I was I was working with, my coworkers that I lived with, was after work. This was Monday through Friday for the majority of it. And there may be some difference. But after work, my friends would go and get a 24-pack of beer, like a big suitcase of beer, come back to the room, put the video game on, I think the video game either was on mute and then on another TV or the radio we would have music on and wouldn't even get out of there. BDUs, our battle dress uniform, they would not just take their boots off or unlace their boots, maybe take off the top and play video games, drink beer, listen to music from the time we got off almost until it's time to go to bed. And that just wasn't how I get down, bro. I got to go to the gym. I want to go get something to eat. I want to go wash my car. I want to go to the mall. Like, I, I had aspirations of not being in this room playing video games and drinking beer. Like, I just, that wasn't even on my list. So that was difficult to make friends. And then I get to college, made some great friends. Then you get out of college, but you, you're spending time with them in college. And then you go to grad school, You then that's become, becomes time comes time so i would encourage you to think about maintenance on your friendship and a lot times people like to say i'm low maintenance well low maintenance doesn't mean no maintenance so here's some quick tips on how to be or how not to be a trash friend which not gonna be is be a trash friend check in with your friends at least once a week at least once a week. Now, again, we do have those friends like, man, I haven't talked to you a couple of weeks, months, but it's like we just pick back up. That's fine. I'm not saying you got to call and sit up on the phone. Text. Hey, man, check in. I saw this. Well, check in on you. Happy birthday. Tell your friend happy birthday when it's their birthday or significant dates in their lives. You know, their anniversary, their birthday, when they have a child, you know, say, hey, I see your child graduating from high school. Right on. I'm coming to the party. I'm coming to the sweet 16. You know, they, there's, there's things you can do to support your friends that are annual. So, so number one, check in on your friends. At least weekly. I mean, they do the annual checks. Make sure you do the, the birthdays and the, hey, you know, shout out to you. My man got a new promotion, whatever. And last but not least, man, monitor how they're doing in terms of the pressures and stress. You know, we have, we're, we're aging, aging parents. Some friends may have a financial challenge, may lose a job, may suffer an injury. And, and one of the things I think I'm great at when, I'm, when I do it, I have the great ministry of presence. And, I, and it really shows up. When somebody has a, a death in the family, which is not regularly, but when someone has a death, your boy is there, and I'm just in the I'm in the mix. Like I'm, 
at the table. I'm getting ice out of the car. I'm moving stuff. I, I'm just there. I don't even need to tell me how you're doing. You don't need to say anything, man. I'm just going to be there. And I think it's important for friends to be there, especially at moments in life where you need somebody just to be there, right? So I encourage you to not be a trash friend. And that concludes this episode of the Best Advice Ever podcast. Thank you so much for checking in. Y'all are great, great supporters. Hopefully, uh, you are enjoying the podcast. You're letting people know about it. You can, you can send me any feedback at info at ComedianMikeGoodwin.com. If you're not on my email list, please go and join the email list. That's at uh, MikeGoodwin.com. There'll be a little pop-up. You join the email list. I'll send you a, a, a download of a comedy show idea. You can enjoy some laughs. Just sign up on the email list and you'll get discounts. You'll get information about upcoming events. You'll be in the know. All things bowtie comedy. Well, thank y'all for checking in. I'll see you again next week. Same bat channel. Same bat place. You didn't have to be here. I appreciate you. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. And I appreciate it. I'll see you next week. Peace.